0: You are listening to the CMC podcast series, Strong Life. In this exciting new series, the pastors of CMC will impart powerful principles that will enable you to live the strong life that God has destined for you. Now join Associate Pastor David Pate for the introduction of the series, Strong Life. Let's jump into this thing. Uh, We're going to go all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning, God created man and woman and they walked and talked with God in the garden. They had a perfect relationship with God. They talked with God just like we do with one another. All their needs were met. Could you imagine what that was like? Could could you imagine what that must have been like? No worries, no stress, No insecurity, no fear, no guilt, no depression, no lust, no anger, no sin? Can can we, in our fallen state, even comprehend what it must have been like in the garden? If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 3, and we want to pick up right here in this moment of the garden. Here they are, everything is perfect, everything is great no problems, no trash to take out, no homework to do. We're talking about living the dream right here. I mean, this this was the absolute dream. Everybody was homecoming king and queen. Everybody was MVP. You know what I mean? I mean, this this was just, this was amazing. Then Genesis chapter 3 happened. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only that fruit from that one tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes are going to be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like God. You know, that was a half-truth. Because their eyes were going to be open. They just weren't going to be like God. It says, you'll know both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful. Fruit looked delicious. She wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. He ate it too. Verse 7, at that moment, their eyes were opened. At that moment, sin entered the world. At that moment, man and God were separated. At that moment, the relationship was severed. A holy God at that moment was now in view of an unholy people, and they could no longer be together. Then in verse 9, it says, then the Lord called to man, where are you? you know, the truth is, ever since that moment, God has been asking every single one of us that question, where are you? God knew where they were at. You think God loses it, hide and go seek? Where are you guys? You know, no, God knew where they were at, but he wasn't talking about where are you physically? He was asking, where are you spiritually? And see, that's what God wants us to be honest with ourselves about. Where are we at? Where are we at really? We can deceive people. We we think we can. Sometimes we can't. But we can never deceive God. We can't hide from Him. God knows exactly where we're at. But the question is, are we being honest with ourselves? Do we know where we're at? Then you move down to Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. God gives the consequences for their bad choice. It brought contention between men and women. It says the ground is cursed. Now it takes a lot of work to produce things. Spiritual death, separation of sin between God and man. Now everyone that is born on the earth from this moment forward is born a sinner in a fallen world. And right here we see, we learn for the first time that every single sin has a consequence. Every single sin has a consequence. Now, sin is fun. That's what Eve and Adam got caught up in. Sin is fun. It has a curiosity. It has a draw. It has an excitement to it. It has a mystery, an edge to it. But you know what it also has is a strong bite to it. It has a cost to it every single time. And you know, our flesh likes this, but we got to remember the cost before we jump into it. After the fall and after sin entered the world, here's what happened. Mankind became God-like creatures. See, we were created in the image of God. We became these God-like creatures trying to survive in a fallen world. That was never God's plan. God never had that for us. See, food, shelter, family, everything became cursed. And a cursed life is a miserable life. A cursed life is a miserable life. Nothing comes easy when you're cursed. We've all been there, haven't we? Nothing comes easy when you're cursed. And so here we were as people, creating the image of God, unbelievable potential God gave us, unbelievable potential, but we were missing one thing. We were missing a relationship with God. You know, it's like having an iPhone without batteries. It's like having a car without gas in it. It's amazing, it's just not going to go anywhere. See, created things only function properly when they have a power source to drive them. Created things have to have a power source. And God, ha- cre- God had a created thing that lost its power source when sin entered the world. And it's impossible to live a strong life without power. And until we come to the end of ourselves and make God our source, we are going to be the most amazing powerless creation on this earth. This iPhone is amazing, but without power, it is nothing. Siri can do nothing. She is shut down and silenced without enough battery. Some of you are living 10% on Siri. See, God is only a concept when we are still in control of our lives. But when he becomes our power source, it's amazing the strong life. And really what happens when God becomes our power source is we live for the first time. We really live how we were created to live. The thing is, with God, it's an all or nothing deal. God doesn't want just part of us. He wants all of us. You know, it's like that song, not pa- all of me, not just part of me. You know? It, I'm also slightly auditioning for Brandon right now. And actually, I think I've got to give him props because that's his song. I think he wrote that song, and I think officially I have to advertise it if I'm going to sing it up here. But see, I love the saying that says, if he isn't Lord of all, he isn't Lord at all. See, God wants to be our everything. He created us for Him to be our everything, but sin separated us. See, God isn't trying to convince us that His way is the way. He already knows it's the way. He's just praying and hoping and asking that we figure out that He is the way. He already knows that He is the way. So here we are. We're living under the curse. The ground is cursed. Works of struggle. Thorns grow. Everything is naturally terrible, but that was never God's plan. And when life gets tough, we can always know it was never God's plan. You know, when you come home from work and your mate asks you, how was work, and you say it was tough, you can know that's the curse. See, the curse makes you want to curse. <laughs> that's, that's the way that the curse is. But see, then in John 10, 10, something big happened. Jesus came. And Jesus came so that we can have a life and life more abundantly. Jesus came to restore the strong life that God created us to have. That's why Jesus came. The whole thing, see, the Old Testament was setting the table. The Old Testament was all about bringing back what was originally created in Genesis, The Old Testament was all about setting up Jesus coming to bring back the strong life. He came so that we could overcome the curse. He took the curse on himself. Now life can be different. Life can now be strong if we choose it to be. But the key is we have to choose it. Here's the problem. We have Christians that are living in a fallen world system. They have the world standards in their life They're living life the world's way, and they're frustrated because God's principles aren't working in their life. That's where we're at right now. We have Christians, we're living in a fallen world. We're living in the world's system, and we have the world's standards in our lives. We are living according to the world's standards. We're we're living it out like the world, and we're frustrated because God's principles aren't working in our lives. See, we have people that say they love God, but they're unhappy in life. That shouldn't be. We have Christians that say they love God, but their money, they're frustrated with the way they're handling their money. Their kids are undisciplined. Work is miserable. School is miserable. Church is miserable. They walk around with a bad attitude. But that's not at all what the Word says. But see, we're living in the world's system. See, we're emotionally, mentally torn. No joy, no love, no peace. Life isn't working. If that is you today, I have great news for you. Because God has a strong life. God has a strong life for you. God has a different life for you. See, we got to know, church, that the Bible is not a book of fairy tales. The Bible is not a book of fairy tales. See, well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Wasn't that a cool video? Isn't that a catchy tune? No, no, no. That's a promise. That is a promise for us. I'm more than a conqueror. That can be for every one of us. See, count it all joy when you face trials. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. I, I could overcome temptation. Those are not fantasies. Those are reality when we apply the word of God to our life. See, God has a strong life for us. God's ways work, but we've got to apply them to our lives. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If you're listening on podcasts, you can snap it or tweet it or whatever you want to do. But I want you to write this statement down. I don't have to live this way. I want you to write that down. I don't have to live this way. See, God asked them, where are you at? Where were they at? They were sinning, and they were separated from God, and they were miserable. And Jesus came, and his message was, we don't have to live that way anymore. If you're sitting here tonight and you are miserable in an area or areas, you need to write that down. I don't have to live that way. That's not at all what Jesus came to give us. But as Christians, many times we are choosing to live frustrated. We are choosing to live insecure, depressed, angry, jealous, or be used by a guy or girl, or to live hurt or to be confused. But life doesn't have to be that way. Why? Because Jesus delivered us from the curse. Jesus delivered us from the curse. I remember uh, when, when, from time to time, Melissa, hearing people tell Melissa and I, you know, oh, your kid, you know, Olivia, she's cute. Just wait till you get your next one. You know, your kid, oh, your kids are great. Oh, just wait till they're teenagers. Yeah, how many hear those types of things? Oh, yeah, you know what? Right now you guys are newly married and you're in the honeymoon phase. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Five years are coming. Babe, we're still in the honeymoon phase, stronger and stronger every year. <laughs> but, but I hear people tell me, oh, David, just wait till this happens. Just wait till that happens. It's like people expect life to be hell all the time. That's not at all what the Word of God says. The Word of God does not say grit and bear it until you get to heaven, life is hell. I missed that verse. Maybe I took it out of mine. But why do we live like that? I always think in my mind, just because your life is hell doesn't mean mine has to be. See, church, God has a stronger life for us. Now, I'm not trying to paint a false reality here. I'm not trying to say that difficult things are not going to happen. I understand James chapter 1, where it says, Count it all joy when? It doesn't say count it all joy if you face trials. It says count it all joy when you face trials. I'm not trying to paint a false reality here, but what what, what James is trying to say, what the Bible says, what Jesus said, is your trials don't have to define you, but they can make you. See, our trials don't have to define us, and we have some of God's people that are allowing their trials to define them instead of allowing them to make them stronger. See, we don't have to live a weak life. A strong life is possible, a life of strength through life's difficult moments, A life of peace despite our culture. A life of joy and contentment in all seasons of life. That's the strong life that is promised for us. And throughout this series, we're going to bring up different things, different promises, different principles of a strong life. Why? Because that's what God has for us here on this earth. See, you can't explain a life of favor to other people, but you can show them a life of favor You can't dissect a life of favor, but people can sure see it in your life. And as we get stronger and stronger, a life of favor is what God's people should be living. So how does this strong life happen? How does a strong life happen? And I want to throw out two things tonight in order to lay a foundation for this series that each and every principle that we bring up can be built on this foundation. The first key of a strong life that we have to understand if we're going to grow through this series is that salvation is not the end, it's the beginning. That's the first foundational principle that we've got to understand. When we get saved, when we give our life to Christ, when we make him Lord of our life, that's the beginning, that's not the ending. That's not the finish line, that's the starting line. The gun has now just gone off. But until we make Jesus Lord of our life, nothing else is possible except for a fallen, cursed life. But when we make Jesus the Lord of our life, a new life is now possible, but the key word is possible. Possibility is not guarantee. Possibility is not guarantee. Possibility means you might not. Possibility means you might not walk in joy. You might, you might not overcome. See, possibility isn't a guarantee. Possibility means it's up to us. You know, it's possible to be set free and not live free. You know, it's possible to know God's word and not have the fruit of it in your life. See, possibility doesn't mean guarantee. Jesus came to set us free from the curse, but freedom isn't automatic. We got to choose it. We have to choose it. It's up to us to receive God's gift. Now, once again, I want to make sure everyone hears what I'm saying. I'm not saying we earn salvation. What I'm talking about is after salvation, we have to receive God's fruit. We have to walk out our strong life here on this earth. We don't earn salvation. That is a free gift from Jesus Christ. We have to accept it. But that's a free gift from Jesus Christ. But after salvation, there is a life here on this earth that God has for us. There is a strong life. You don't have to be in high school living a life of drama. You don't have to live that way. You do not have to be married and fight with your mate every single day. You don't have to live that way. That's not what the Word of God says. You and your kids can get along, and as the parent, you can be in charge of your home because it is your home, but we've got to apply God's Word if we're going to have that strong life. But we don't just get saved and, man, glad that was done. Now I can go on autopilot the rest of my life. That is not salvation. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. I love Colossians chapter 3. And in Colossians chapter 3, Paul talks about this transition from a fallen life to a strong life. Colossians chapter 3, and I want to start in verse 1. Paul starts in verse 1. He says, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ. Now, who's Paul talking to here? He's talking to believers, isn't he? Since you have been raised, since you're a believer, since you've given your heart to Christ, what does he say? "'Set your sights on the realities of heaven "'where Christ sits in the place of honor "'at God's right hand. "'Think about the things of heaven, "'not the things of earth. "'For you died to this life, "'and your real life is hidden in Christ in God.'" See, Paul is talking to Christians here, and he says, "'Set your sights on heaven.'" Okay, we love Jesus. We're a Christ follower. Now that we're saved, now set. Set. You know what that means? It's possible to not set. It's possible to not. Then he says, think. Now that you're a Christian, all right, here we go. Now we can do something with you. See, now that you're a Christ follower, Paul says, think like this. What does Paul say? There's action now after salvation. See, there's something we've got to do here. Then skip to verse 10. It says, put on your new nature. Who? Who? Those who have a new life in Christ, put on a new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Since God chose you to be a holy people, he loves you. Now what? You've got to clothe yourselves. Now before salvation, no, no, no. After salvation, we've got to close ourselves with tenderhearted mercy. See, it's possible to be a Christ follower and not have tenderhearted mercy. Because it says after we're a new creation, now we've got to put these things on. Kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. we got to put that on. Make allowances for each other's faults. See, what does that mean? We can love God and not do that. We can love God and not have peace. See, our new nature isn't automatic. we got to put it on. That's effort. That's choice. That's action. See, these are the things that we have to do. We could come down to the altar and cry all we want about our addictions. But if we don't leave that altar and couple it with actions, those addictions are going to take right back over. See, addiction isn't prayed away, it's chosen away. See, we pray for God's strength and power to leave this moment and then go choose the right moment. See, a strong life is not something that you simply pray for. It is something that you have to build up after you pray for. See, it's possible to love God and have a horrible thought life. It's possible to love God and never pray. It is possible to love God and spend more more money than you have and have major debt. That that is very possible. It is possible to love God and have horrible words that come out of our mouths and talk ugly to people. It's possible to love God and not get along with our mates. See, these things are possible. Church, God's Word isn't just the roadmap to salvation. God's God's Word is the roadmap after salvation. We have to know that it's both. God didn't give us his word just so we could find him. God gave us his word so that after we found him, we would know how to live. And just so I could be fair and balanced for our hardworking millennials out there. God's word isn't just your Siri to salvation. God's word is your Siri after salvation. Because In case they didn't know what a road map was, I thought we'd balance that. If you haven't been to the Smithsonian, it's something that you will find when you go there. They're under a tempered glass in the Smithsonian, or they're in pastor's office. Why <laughs> Why is salvation just the beginning? Salvation is just the beginning because Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul calls us a living sacrifice. Paul calls us a living sacrifice. And you know, in the Old Testament, this was very, when he says living sacrifice, this made sense to all these guys in the New Testament, because they were used to making sacrifices with animals. But see, their sacrifices were easy because they were dead. Whenever you take a dead animal and you light it on fire and you sacrifice it, it doesn't leave. It's dead, it stays. But see, Paul calls us a living sacrifice. And you know what the problem with a living sacrifice is? We crawl off the altar a lot. See, a living sacrifice that, that, you got to drag that sucker constantly. See, our mouth is to be a living sacrifice. Our lust is to be a living sacrifice. See, our anger is to be a living sacrifice. And the problem with our lust is it crawls right back o- off the altar. Whoa, you can't sacrifice me right now. See, our anger, our, anger, our addiction, it crawls right back o- off the altar. See, here, I, in this moment, I wanted to get rid of that anger. But you know what? It's a living sacrifice. And in this moment, it crawls right back See, salvation is the beginning, it's not the end. And so as we're talking about a strong life, there's going to be principles that we talk about uh, in this midweek series that you're going to go, oh, I know that, right. But as a living sacrifice, that thing has to be grabbed and thrown back up on the altar and chained down again, because we're good at picking locks. We're good at getting off the altar. See, as a living sacrifice, it's all about living a life of repentance, Repentance isn't a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. Repentance is a lifestyle. See, repentance is turning things completely around. Repentance isn't just telling God, "I'm sorry." It's not just talk. Repentance is change. And change is a change unless you really change. See, change is action. Repentance is about changing our program our programming from a fallen state to a chosen state. See, I was fallen. But now I'm choosing to live a strong life. You know, sometimes people repent out of guilt or conviction or the fact that they got caught, but not the fact that they really want to change. But repentance is a lifestyle of continual change, of continually getting stronger and stronger. I've I've had people tell me, David, Christianity just, you know, it didn't work for me. You know, it's great that it works for you, but it didn't work for me. I tried that. But see, being Christ's follower is not something you try. It's something you live. See, it's something we live. It's it's not something that we do halfway one day. It's something we do all the way every day. The second key, the last key that I want to give tonight, the second key to a strong life, the first key is we've got to understand that salvation is the beginning. It's not the end. I'm saved. Why am I in church? It's because it's the beginning. And the second thing is we have to position ourselves for a strong life. We have to position ourselves for a strong life. If we're going to get stronger and stronger, then we got to get in the weight room. We don't get stronger and stronger sitting on the couch watching Netflix, watching Hulu, watching cable. You ever heard of that? We're not going to get strong. We've got to do some cardio. We've got to eat right. We've got to get around others who are strong. So we've got to position ourselves for a strong life. And one way you can do that is by being in church every Wednesday night for this series. You're going to position ourselves spiritually. See, Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that appears right, but in the end leads to death. Yeah, I love those old commercials. And it's been a little while because I think people finally... Realized it was a lie, but it, w- it was called fast abs. And you could buy that belt thing and it would pulsate on your abs. And then they would show you someone that they rubbed oil on their stomach and, and tanning bed stuff. And after they'd actually been in the gym and got those real abs there, and then they showed you, look, Fred is at the computer and he has fast abs after that, you know, and they, they showed you Fred is watching TV and he's got fast abs, you, you know, and, 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 and I, I don't want to ask for a show of hands because it would embarrass people in here. But a lot of people bought that because they wanted it to be true. And it seemed right, it just didn't, it just didn't work. <laughs> it seemed right, it just didn't work. And you know, it, maybe it seemed right to some people to take God out of school. That just doesn't work. Seems right to be able to sleep with whoever we want without being married to them. It Seems right, just doesn't work. It seems right to spend every dollar that you make to make you happy. It just doesn't work when the bills come in. It seems right to make excuses for your kids to not be disciplined. It's just not what God's Word says. They can be disciplined. See, it seem, but there's a lot of things that seem right, but we're not positioning ourselves to have a strong life. We're positioning ourselves for what seems right. See, it seems right to be offended all the time and be insecure and be selfish. That just doesn't work. That's not the way that God set it up. See, we can't position ourselves, church, for a weak life and be praying for a strong life. We can't position ourselves for a weak life and be frustrated when we don't have a strong life. We can't position ourselves for a weak life and then come down to the altar and beg God to bail us out and give us a strong life. That, that's not how it works. We can't forget to sow seeds and then pray for a harvest that we didn't plant. We've got to position ourselves for a strong life. The second thing that I want you to write down and tweet and Snap and Facebook and email and text people is nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. We're going to be talking about principles of a strong life in this series because nothing just happens. We have to position ourselves for a strong life. There are things that God has given us on this earth that is our part. See, God set man and woman in the garden and he said, now you go tend it, keep it, this, this. God said, I've set this up, now you've got to go and set this up. See, there are things that God has given us that we are responsible for. God sent his son Jesus to handle salvation. We couldn't do that. But there are things, principles that he set up in this word that create a strong life that we have to apply to our lives. Nothing just happens. A strong life doesn't just happen. There's a positioning that has to take place. See, with my friends, I just refuse to hang out with certain people because they're not positioning me for a strong life. See, I'm always going to be at church. That's not an option for me because I'm positioning myself for a strong life. See, I'm going to tithe because I'm positioning myself for a strong life financially. I was talking to somebody one time and they said, I just can't afford to tithe. You know what I told them? I can't afford not to tithe because I understand the principle that God set up in his word. See, I'm positioning myself at the marriage conference, at the women's conference, at the men's conference, at your camps. I want to position my kids because nothing just happens. As we close, Isaiah 55, 8, God said, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. See, God says here in Isaiah 55, just so you know, the competition isn't even close. (laughs) I'm up here, here down here just so you know your ideas of a strong life are really a weak life just so you know this is the way that a strong life happens and we need to know church that God's ways only work every single time that's the only time they work they only work every single time now we have to live his word on a daily basis number 1 salvation is just the beginning It's just the beginning. If you just got saved, if you're a new convert, that's so exciting. You're at the starting line. See, we're just at the beginning. If you've been saved a while, you're right in the middle, but it's not the end that you've been saved. Now a strong life is possible. And the second thing is we've got to position ourselves for a strong life because nothing just happens. Every Wednesday night, church, here's what we want everyone to know through this series is I don't have to live that way. We want you to come to church no matter what we're talking about. If we're talking about attitude, if we're talking about faith, if we're talking about family, if we're talking about finances, if we're talking about your thought life, if we're talking about the words that are coming out, it doesn't matter what principle we're covering. We want our church to know that the Word of God has a strong life inside of it and you don't have to live the way that you're living. See, I don't have to live miserable. I can have a strong life. See, for me, when I was 18 years old, I came to Leaders Academy. And as Pastor Tim was teaching, as Pastor Paul was teaching at Leaders Academy, I learned something, that a different life was possible for me. And I determined in my heart, I don't know what my classmates are going to do, but I determined in my heart 18 years ago now, 18 years ago that I'm going to have what God's Word says that I can have. When I opened God's Word, I learned a different life was possible for me. And I thought, when I get married one day, my marriage is going to be different than a lot of marriages that I've seen. Because the word of, I'm learning that the Word of God has a strong life for me. Amen. Let's stand here tonight. We are so excited about this series. I hope you can feel the excitement. We are so excited. We're going to mix it up and... Get a different coaching voice up here, but church, don't miss a Wednesday night. We're going to build on this thing, and those biceps are going to get bigger and the triceps and the squats, and we're going to get a strong life built up in our church community. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for your word. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to restore our relationship so that we don't have to go through a priest so that we can now have fellowship with God once again, So that now we can have a strong life. God, challenge us through your word. Help us not to settle and compromise or let the flesh give us a weak life. But God, help us to push through and help us to really work and be challenged to walk by your word. God, help Christian Ministries Church to make a difference tomorrow and Friday and Saturday and the rest of this week for this community so that we can make a difference for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to the CMC Podcast. You can stay connected with us through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download the CMC app by searching Christian Ministries Church in the App Store. For more information and upcoming events, go to cmchurch.com.